Hello and welcome. This is your host, Megan Crabtree, and one of my favorite times of the day is when I'm getting ready and I can throw on a true crime case without distraction. Every week, you can join me as we dive into a new case, and you can grab your makeup, sip your coffee, and get ready with murder. Today's case is the mysterious disappearance of Bryce Laspisa. This is one of the very first true crime cases that I just could not stop investigating once I heard it. And it's also one that's going to absolutely drive you crazy trying to figure out what happened. Spoiler alert, it is unsolved. Bryce David Laspisa was born April 30th, 1994 to Karen and Michael Laspisa in Springfield, Illinois. Bryce was an only child, and as you can imagine, he was the center of his parents' lives. He was a really artistic kiddo growing up, charming, he made friends super easily, and he was just one of those really enjoyable dudes to be around. Bryce graduated high school in 2012 near Chicago, and then not long after that, his family decided to go ahead and retire and move to California, settling in Orange County. Being an only child, Bryce was ready to spread his wings a little bit. He decided he was going to go attend Sierra College, which was about a seven-hour drive north of where his parents had settled. And I know we've all been here as a young adult. You just graduate high school. You are really too big for your britches. <laughs> you think you can make all of these grown-up decisions, and it's just kind of a rite of passage. So here we are, getting ready to go to college. When school started, it was going really well for Bryce. He had good grades. He was making friends. He had a roommate named Sean that he became really good buddies with. And then he had even met and started dating a girl named Kim Sly. His girlfriend was about a 90-minute drive north of his college. I'm not totally sure how they met. I'm going to guess some type of social event through mutual friends, you know. But apparently he really liked her because at 19 years old, he entered a long distance relationship with her. And if you've ever been in a long distance relationship, those things are not easy. So, you know, there must have been some love there. He definitely partied his freshman year, but I mean, that's not really shocking. I feel like most freshman, especially if you're a single child, like you go through that phase, right? So he never got out of control during this time. According to his friends, it was just normal college partying. So his freshman year, by all accounts, it went really well for him. After the conclusion of that year, he traveled home to spend the summer with his parents back in Orange County. So during summer break, Bryce took an English class at a community college where his parents live. He visited with his friends back home. He just really enjoyed his break from school. And as the end of summer approached, his family recalls him being excited to go back to school and hang out with his friends he had made that freshman year. He left for school two weeks before classes resumed, and he took that time just to settle back in with Sean, see his friends, get back with his girlfriend, because I'm assuming, I mean, if she was 90 mile drive north of where he was at at Sierra College, then I mean, like, that's an eight and a half hour drive from where his parents were. So I can't imagine they saw each other at all, if even a little bit that summer. So, you know, seeing her girlfriend and all those things. So almost immediately though, Sean and Kim started to notice that Bryce was just really off. He started to become a lot more withdrawn. Depression seemed to be taking over who Bryce was, like that charming, fun personality that he had, it just seemed to have this doom and gloom over it, you know? He was also displaying some erotic behaviors during this time. Sean and Kim were trying to figure out what the heck had changed in Bryce. He seemed 
to have just flipped a switch. It was so bizarre. He then actually admitted to them that he had been taking a medication called Vyvanse. So if you don't know what Vyvanse is, it's a prescription medication. It's typically prescribed to treat ADHD. It can actually also treat binge eating disorder. By all accounts, Bryce was not diagnosed with ADHD. So he was taking this medication socially definitely not prescribed by a doctor. And he was also mixing it with drinking very heavily out of nowhere. He told his girlfriend and his roommate that he was using this medication to stay up late and play video games on his Xbox. I mean, I've been in college. I've dated many guys that were obsessed with video games, but that's another level to take medication and stay up and play them. There was definitely, I feel like, some other issues at play here with mental health. So not a good mix. Alcohol and Vyvanse. Vyvanse is an upper and he was mixing it with a downer. So there's also no telling what milligram he was taking of the medication in combination with the alcohol. And there are some pretty hefty side effects to Vyvanse, especially when it's abused and not used to treat a condition. It can actually lead to manic type behaviors, levels of psychosis, and definitely depression. There isn't any evidence as to when exactly Bryce started taking the Vyvanse. However, if I were to guess, it would probably have been within the first two weeks of returning to college because his parents said he had a totally normal summer. There was no red flags. They said he was just totally normal Bryce, right? And I don't find it ironic that he has this sudden drastic change in his behavior two weeks within going back to college. So I feel like it was probably within those first two weeks that he traveled back to Sierra College. So anyway, his friends and his girlfriend obviously immediately became worried for him. They of course voiced their concerns to him, but Bryce really just kept brushing them off. You know, this is no big deal. I have this under control kind of attitude. But on August 27th, things got even more weird. First, Bryce randomly gives his Xbox away. This is the same Xbox that he was taking this medication to stay up and play. So that's a pretty big deal. I mean, he's not just going to give that away when he's quite literally addicted to it. And he also gave away a pair of diamond earrings. Both of these things were given to his roommate and his friend, Sean. So at this point, Sean's like, what the heck, bro? And he becomes even more concerned because this is totally out of left field and it's just so bizarre. So Sean actually ends up reaching out to Bryce's mom, Karen, and he explains what's going on and how concerned him and Kim are for Bryce. And I mean, you have to be pretty worried about someone to call their mom, especially as an adult. I mean, at this point, he's what, almost 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, and you're calling his mommy. I mean, you have to be worried about your buddy because there can be some backlash there in your friendship. So that says a lot about the situation that Bryce was in. The next day, out of nowhere, Bryce texts his girlfriend, Kim, and breaks up with her. They kind of have it out over text for a while. And then at some point, he ends up driving the 90 miles north to where Kim lives. Bryce and Kim, they really end up getting into it, which I don't blame the poor girl. This was just so entirely random. How do you survive a super, super long distance summer away come back, start school, and then suddenly your boyfriend's all JK, LOL, I don't want to be with you anymore over text. It's just, it's giving weird, you know? So Kim actually ends up calling Karen again, Bryce's mom. So this is two phone calls 
to Bryce's mom within like a 48 hour period, right? The evening that this argument happened is when she calls her. So she's explaining, you know, Bryce is acting totally erratic and I don't feel comfortable letting him drive home. He wants to leave. He wants to get out of the apartment that, you know, we're arguing in, but he's acting so strange that I'm concerned about giving him his keys back to drive home. And so she's telling Karen this and Karen gets on the phone with Bryce and Bryce just basically explained her like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I can drive home. Kim and I are just in an argument and she doesn't want me to leave. So Karen gets back on the phone with Kim and she's like, yeah, give him the keys. He's fine. And Karen tells Bryce, I want you to go home and I want you to go to bed and sleep this off. And that's what Bryce says he's going to do. And you know what? This part really frustrates me because I know Karen can't for sure know what's going on or who to believe, but this is the second call in 48 hours of two different people saying to her, hey, there is something up with Bryce. And she's literally telling Karen I'm worried about his erratic behavior and Karen's all, he's fine. Just let him go home. And I know, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I feel like you, you wouldn't know until you're in it. So it is one of those things, but this is going to kick off the weirdest road trip you're probably ever going to hear about in your entire life. Right? So he tells Karen, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go home. And he also says, quote, that he has a lot he needs to talk to her about, unquote. He's going to call her tomorrow is what he says. And then he gets on the road. I'm going to need to prepare you all for the rest of the story because this just gets so freaking weird from here. And you're going to be ripping your hair out trying to figure out what this kid was doing. So Bryce leaves Kim's apartment around 1130 p.m. And then at 1 a.m. he calls his mom again. And Karen's just all he's just calling me to check in because it would have been about the time that he would be arriving back to his college from Kim's house. But that's not what he was doing. Phone records would later indicate that he was actually at a spot about an hour south of Rockland, which would indicate that he was heading to his parents' home and not his school. So sidebar here, there was never an agreement between Karen and Bryce that Bryce was going to travel all the way back to Orange County. Bryce agreed with Karen, his mom, that he was just going to go back to his college, sleep it off, and then they would talk tomorrow. So at some point on the drive home from Kim's house, Bryce decides, no, I'm going to go back home to my parents' house, which is weird on so many levels because he has school. I mean, I can't imagine that he doesn't probably have school the following day or the following couple days, seven hours, honestly, actually eight and a half hours because he was at Kim's house. Drive home is not like a short trip to make. So anyway, fast forward 10 hours after that phone call with his mom at 1 a.m. and Bryce's parents have not heard from him since that phone call. Well, around 11 a.m., they were notified that Bryce's vehicle, which was a Toyota Highlander, needed roadside assistance in this tiny little town called Buttonwillow. So I'm assuming the Toyota Highlander was still under his parents' name, under their insurance, because I don't know why else they would have gotten the notification about the roadside assistance if it wasn't. So they ended up getting in contact with a man named Christian. And I'm assuming Christian was like the base, so to speak, in Buttonwillow for roadside assistance in this town. I, I don't know any other reason why that would have been the point of contact. So Christian tells Karen and Michael 
that around 9 a.m., Bryce had come into his Castro Tire and Oil Station explaining that he had actually ran out of gas and he needed fuel. Christian gave Bryce three gallons of gas and drops off Bryce back to his vehicle and Christian goes about his day. Well, Bryce's parents tell Christian that they hadn't been able to get a hold of Bryce and so they were pretty concerned. I mean, why wouldn't you be at that point, right? So Christian, he is just honestly a super good Samaritan. Like this guy doesn't owe this family anything and he really goes above and beyond in this situation. So snaps for Christian. Christian offers to drive back out to where Bryce's vehicle was the last time he saw him when he delivered the gas and dropped him off. And when Christian gets to where Bryce was, you're not going to believe what he sees. He actually finds Bryce still sitting there in his vehicle, not having moved an inch since he left him hours prior, which is so freaking weird because why? I mean, he has gas now. And at this point, it's like three in the afternoon and this had happened at 9 a.m. So he's been sitting there for literally like an entire work shift. What are you doing, bro? So Christian tells Bryce like, um, hey, bro, uh, your parents are pretty freaking worried about you. What the crap are you still doing here? And Bryce is kind of just like there. I mean, he's not really responsive. He's just chilling. And so Christian calls back Bryce's parents and then he puts Bryce on the phone with them. And I'm sure his parents were just as confused as Christian and we are right now. Like what was he really doing sitting there in the car for hours on end? And so... Karen and Michael tell him, you need to come home. And Bryce agrees to do so. And at that point, Christian watches him drive away from that location. And again, this was around 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So now hours go by again. And the Lispisas still had not heard from Bryce and couldn't get a hold of him again. And of course, continue to grow increasingly concerned because this is just getting so strange, right? So when they couldn't get in contact with him again, they start to really worry and they end up calling the police and filing a missing persons report. This is strange to me, by the way, because in most cases, when people try to file a missing persons report, you hear about how if they're over the age of 18, they're technically an adult, they can be missing for 48 hours before anything has to be done, yada, yada, yada. I don't know if maybe Karen and Michael had some kind of pool. Maybe they knew the police, but they were actually able to have the police track Bryce's phone like immediately, which you never hear about in these missing persons cases, which but thank God, because you know, it becomes useful. But y'all are about to have kittens when you hear where they found Bryce. The police find Bryce a mere few miles. Yeah, you're you're hearing this right. Miles from the last location that Christian watched him drive away from. Guys, what? What is happening? So the police talked to Bryce and according to them, he seemed totally sober. He interacted with them totally normally and he didn't have any drugs or alcohol on him. And the police were like, yeah, you need to call your parents. And then at that point, Bryce was kind of acting strange again, like when Christian had come upon him and he was really hesitant to call his parents, which is just adding even more weirdness to this whole thing. So 
the police end up dialing his parents for him and got his parents on the phone. I don't know about you, but as a mother, I'd be all over that kid. Like, what the heck are you doing, homie? And I know he's an adult, blah, 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 but this is mega weird behavior. And he's been on the road for hours and hours at this point, and he's still, he's like not making any headway. So... Anyways, his parents tell him to get home and the police watch him drive off onto Interstate I-5 heading south towards his parents' home. So at this point, it's obviously getting pretty late, right? I mean, Bryce has just been chilling all over Button Willow, doing Lord knows what. So he's been on the road for hours. And he's not been sleeping for probably like going on two days at this point because he now calls his mom at 2 a.m., which is a full 24 hours since he embarked on this journey home. And he tells her, I'm going to pull over and try to get some sleep and continue home in the morning. And his mom's like, yeah, I totally agree. You're acting super freaking weird and you probably need some rest to continue home. So only a few hours later, California patrol officers would find his abandoned vehicle near Castaic Lake. The vehicle had clearly been involved in some type of accident. It was flipped over on its side and the rear window was totally busted out. The police officers end up finding his laptop, his wallet, and his phone in the vehicle, but there was no trace of Bryce. To add to the confusion, at 2.15 a.m., just 15 minutes after speaking with his mom, Bryce was caught on surveillance footage pulling onto an access road and not pulling over to rest as he had told his mom that he was going to do. So strange. So strange. So investigators then determined by skid marks on the road that he was actually traveling at an accelerated rate of speed when his vehicle crashed. Like this guy would have had to been slamming his foot on the gas and the lake was extensively searched. Okay. They had canines out. They tracked his scent. But the last spot that they tracked him to was near a truck stop. And then the trail goes cold. So September 4th, charred remains were discovered in the area. And you know, everybody's thinking this has to be Bryce, but upon forensic testing, it was determined not to be Bryce. Bryce is now still a missing person to this day. His case is unsolved. So let's talk about theories, right? There has to be a ton of theories about what happened to Bryce. The two that I hear most often are one, that Bryce left on his own accord and he started a new life somewhere. You know, he was he was over everything. He was giving away his stuff. He didn't want to be in contact with anyone anymore. He didn't want to have a relationship with his parents anymore. Guys, I don't personally believe this one. I mean, he was an only child. He knew how much he meant to his parents. And honestly, I don't like why would have he even started traveling to his parents' home if he wanted to start a new life somewhere? Like he could have just went literally anywhere else. So I don't believe that one. Here's my theory. And I feel like this is probably the one that most people agree with, but there are some pretty wicked like conspiracy theories out there. I think that Bryce was playing with some pretty scary things. Okay. He was mixing Vyvanse and alcohol together and Lord knows what else. I mean, maybe he was substituting Vyvanse for whatever he could get because where was he getting this medication? So he's really mixing with his brain chemistry here. And 
Statistics show that mental illness among men and specifically psychotic breaks heavily present in their late teens and their early 20s. And Bryce was 19 years old at the time of his disappearance. I think that the abuse of prescription medication mixed with the alcohol opened a door for a psychotic break in Bryce. And I mean, it makes sense, you guys. He was acting totally fine, normal, all summer with his parents. And then when he goes back to school, he starts abusing the medication and the alcohol, and suddenly every bit of his demeanor had changed. When it comes down to the timeline of everything playing out on his way back home, I think that those long, weird periods of time in which he just like never moved in button willow i think he was experiencing some kind of psychosis some kind of hallucination you know christian and the police when they came upon him it was like he was zoned out and then they would grab his attention just long enough and i think that would snap him kind of out of the psychosis and bring him back to reality for a minute so he could be coherent communicate with them and then it's like his brain would drift off again as he started going back on the road so again according to the police bryce wrecked his vehicle in a fashion in which he was accelerating at a high rate of speed why was he accelerating at a high rate of speed some people think he was deliberately trying to commit suicide, which is absolutely a possibility. I think that his psychosis and the hallucinations he was likely experiencing, I think at that point, mixed with the lack of sleep, it was too much for him. And he was trying to get them to stop. So I think he just lost it. He started driving to crash the vehicle and tried to get himself to snap out of this psychotic state and then i think once he crashed one of two things he either obtained a really awful head injury and has amnesia or he just completely succumbed to his psychosis at that point went off is living a totally new life completely unaware of his past identity that's my thoughts i mean i could absolutely be wrong but if you add all of these things together and just how strange it is i think it was a mental illness situation exacerbated by medication and alcohol either way no matter what you think happened to bryce this case is just freaking wild there are no further clues that have emerged since all of this unfolded. And there are just so many aspects that I feel like we could question for days. Like, what do you think happened to Bryce? It's so bizarre. I also think it's so weird that the last place that they found a scent was near a truck stop. So, I mean, did he hop in with a trucker, get dropped off somewhere, start this new life due to his psychotic state? Did he get picked up by a murderer? and killed i mean there's so many possibilities bryce's case is still open and unsolved at the time of his disappearance bryce was 5 foot 11 170 pounds he had bright red hair and blue eyes i'm going to post pictures of him on our instagram you could not miss this guy if you saw him he has a very distinct appearance and when he was last seen he was wearing white cargo shorts a blue and white checkered shirt and white and red nike shoes 
Bryce also has a tattoo of a Taurus bullhead on the left shoulder. If you have any information about the disappearance of Bryce Laspisa, please contact Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department at 818-984-0630. Well, guys, that's the case for today. I hope you enjoyed getting ready with me today. I hope you have the best day ever. I just love you guys. I'm so thankful that you're tuning in on this podcast journey with me, my little true crime obsessed companions. So stay aware out there, stay safe, and have a good day.